good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. And we are excited to have you guys all in on today. We're going to talk to somebody that I just met for the first time, like every guest. We don't do any pre-interviews here. We just sort of go live and go raw. But from what I understand, I think I'm going to be talking to myself today, more or less. This guy is uh, really good at personal branding, specifically on the digital side, in the real estate space, in a lot of these uh, quote-unquote stuffy businesses. And in short, what he does is he personalizes and humanizes the brand of different businesses in the sense of like dentist attorneys, those bastards, and all those types of businesses. And he makes them look cool online. But folks, this is a giant game of attention. This is nothing more than this is what attraction is. It's a giant popularity contest, especially in real estate. So today we're going to go ahead and pick his brain. And without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Edwin Dearborn. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on your show. And I can just tell by your pace and your vibe that uh, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then uh, we'll go ahead and get rolling on this. Okay. So I've been in marketing my whole life. My parents had several small businesses. So I grew up with an entrepreneurial family working in businesses. So I was back in the day in the 80s when marketing was yellow page ads and handing out flyers. Mm -hmm. And I was 19 years old and we ran yellow page ads and some ads on the newspaper, and I handed out uh, just a ton of flyers to local businesses. That was marketing. Yep. But as technology changed, so did I. Then I went to work for an advertising agency where I really got to hang out with some cool people that studied a lot. And while working in there, rubbing elbows with advertising guys, they turned me on to a lot of books. You know, David Ogilvie and... David Trout and all these other guys, you know, the, and I started going, wow, I really love this. Well, move forward to 2008 when Facebook, Twitter, YouTube were really coming out. I saw that that was going to be the future. And if I didn't dive deep into that, I knew that I was going to become a marketing dinosaur. So I went to work for a website company, a guy named Bill McIntosh in SoCal. He was crushing it. And I said, Bill, teach me everything you know. I'm going to do a deep dive. And again, got some books. Went to David Meerman Scott. Got the new rules of marketing and PR. Read that several times. And, you know, I've just been kind of an autodidact, you know, just teaching myself everything I can, going to watching Gary Vaynerchuk, reading his books. What I found is this, is that really there's a misconception of what branding is today. They think it's a logo and a pretty website. But that's actually not what branding is. That's what sold as branding to real estate agents in particular and to dentists. You know, your branding, we're gonna, your logo, your photo, we're going to make you look like a celebrity. Yep. But you end up looking like everybody else. So where's the differentiator, yep. which is the essence of branding? 100%. When we do like, uh, when we're doing these logos and branding, it's exactly right. We're like, 
I don't care what the hell your logo is. Like if you want a logo, go on Fiverr, go ahead and pick off. You could get a logo done with a roof and a couple of keys next to it. And your initials. Great. That's what you're looking for. Your logo is part of your brand. So I don't care what your logo is. I care what the hell it stands for. And I care about the story it tells and the image and the impact it makes. Right. Amen. So when, you know, like your logo, here's a question. Here's like, what I'm curious on this. Here's our smell test for a logo. It's got to do three things. One, it's got to inflect personality. It's got to remind people what you do and it's got to tell a story. Perfect. Yeah. I, I think that's fine. I think once you do that, so now you've got the website, you've got the logo. Believe me, I have consulted hundreds of businesses and entrepreneurs that have all the branding quote unquote done, but they don't have enough clients. Right. So you mastered branding supposedly, yet you don't have enough people appreciating and consuming your brand. So is the branding really done? My argument is no. If no one's consuming the brand or not enough people are consuming the brand, is the exercise of branding really done? Yep. So what in reality is, and I came up with this in my book, Power Branding Secrets, is there's really a branding triangle. Your brand image, things like logo, website, your colors, your tagline, that's your brand image. Now we have the next part, which is your branded communications, your podcast, your email newsletter. That's really, to me, the unlock. Are you offering value and really standing out? Grant Cardone's got a, an okay logo, but it isn't because of the logo that I want to buy Grant Cardone. It's his content making me buy into his brand. Is He's putting out tons of content. So that's the second leg of the branding triangles. Are you putting out branding content, podcasts, YouTube shows, good emails, live events, webinars, all that stuff, anything that is a communication medium. In fact, actually, that's where the audience is. 100%. Let me, uh, let me go through just so the agents here, and let me put this in context for you guys that are sitting on yeah. the treadmill right now. Here's what, yeah. what we're saying is, is how do you communicate? So let me give you two tangible examples. I'll use mine as an example. So remember when I was selling real estate, you guys have been listening to the show for a while, it was three years ago, but it was Chicago real estate dude. Now I'm real estate marketing dude. If I went into insurance sales, I'm the insurance dude. No matter what, I'm a dude. And that's how my process works. How I communicate is that of a dude. So what the hell are you is the question. If you're a mom, are you communicating as a parent? You know, don't be a real estate agent that happens to be a mom. Be a mom that happens to be a real estate agent in that order. And there's a major difference with how you communicate. So like a mom who's doing a community series is probably talking about kid-friendly restaurants breweries, beaches with changing stations, as opposed to come and check out the latest interest rate and market report. Like your kid has to interrupt you and then that'll work, but don't do it otherwise. But they're in sales. They're in sales. That's the problem with real estate agents because you guys are taught by all these damn ass gurus to go out and sell people a bunch of shit. No one's taking that bait anymore. People are not wanting to be sold. They're wanting to be served through communication and content. And they will pick if they want to use you. Not you pick if they will use you or not. Amen. Spot on. The thing is, if you can really master the content game and offering value, you know, I think Gary Vaynerchuk said it best. Become the digital mayor. He was talking to realtors yeah. and brokers. He said, become the digital mayor of your community. Meaning, Talk about the restaurants, talk about the schools, interview the local people, 
get people to love your area and go, man, not only do I want to move there, but I want to have her handle or him handle the move. 100%. Because to be so well networked in yep. that they'll turn me on to everything that I need to know. Yep. What's number three? How you serve people, the manner. You're, are you good with people? Because see, here's the thing. If you've got good manners and good communication skills, bedside manner is what a doctor would call this, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to reflect on your brand. That's going to make you referable and it'll show up in positive reviews on Yelp positive reviews on Google. Yep. So Let's let me experience. This is it hundred percent hit on that. The consumer experience is what you're talking about. So like what kind of closing gift are you buying people? Let me give you guys a real tangible example on what not to do. And then the difference between the two. We often think that as real estate agents or lenders that the more money we make, the bigger our closing gift should be. And that's not necessarily true. I used to yep. buy people $400 attorney fees for all their transactions until the end of that tax year. I'm like, holy shit, I spent $28,000 on attorney fees for clients thinking I was giving them $400 that they would be very grateful for. At the end of the day, not one of them remembered a damn thing I did. Instead, when I started buying them the dude bonsai tree that sat in their damn house for the next four fucking years, that they started <laughs> as a natural billboard of my services, right? Always hitting them over the head and every morning in the kitchen, they subliminally will think of me of who got them that damn tree. But the point was they were more appreciative over the $50 tree than the $400 grant. And the point is, is that people don't remember what the hell you do. They remember how you did it and they don't remember what you do in a transaction. They don't remember what you do as, for a living. They also remember how you do it. So how do you adapt the consumer experience into your process? This is, your, this is what we call transactional marketing. This is your process. How does a dude sell real estate? How does a mom sell real estate? Better yet, how does a nerd tech agent that is a millennial sell real estate. Everyone has a process and that's truly your brand. I believe that's everyone's USP is the, the way you make people feel during the course of the transaction because that's what the hell they remember. This is our process, folks. I love, I love how you position that. I'm going to start explaining that if that's okay with you that way. Yeah. I reference you every time because you're 100% right. I, let me just repeat this again. This is really good. Image, what the image people perceive you as. That's part of your brand, right? It's the visual <laughs> impact. Call that the brand identity. Brand yeah. identity, right? So that's one thing. You guys have a logo. If you're using your damn brokers, you're only building their brand and not your own. And if your broker is telling you to use your own damn logo, they're doing you a disservice. Number two, branding communication. This is your, the content you're creating, right? How you're creating it. What type of videos are you creating? You're doing a podcast. What does that look like? And then third thing what, is- Let me add one thing. Sure. Not only branded communication, but the level of distribution, distribution is also key. Do you have 100 people in your email list or do you have 20,000 people in your email list? So, you know, when it comes to distribution of your content, size matters. Are you getting it out there, whether it's through paid email, that's got to be part of the branded communication strategy. And then the last part is how you, in, in real estate and lending and in particular, it's your process. It's the customer service letter to the closing gift to the process in between. It's how you make people feel during the course of your service with them because that's ultimately what they remember, guys. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I remember reading an article a number of years ago and this writer, I forget the name of the person, said there's an actual level above service and it's called hospitality. And I tweaked on that real hard going, wow, that's true. 
what makes the Wynn Hotel here in Las Vegas different than the Holiday Inn? Yeah, they both have beds, they both have rooms. One's a thousand dollars a night, one's one hundred and fifty dollars a night. Yep. The difference is when you go to the Wynn, not only is it a higher class facility, obviously, but there's a level of service called hospitality, and that's the fifth star in a five-star hotel. You can't get that with just good towels. Yep. That fifth star comes about from a level of service that goes beyond, it's an X factor. Yep. Yeah, if you can bring hospitality into your user experience, that's the gold star. 100%. Right now in the industry, the big thing is commission compression, which is a real thing because the truth is a lot of alternatives to buying or selling real estate are happening, whether it's an institutional type buyer like a Zillow or an open door trying to take down um, single family homes as a hedge fund essentially, or, or it's a flat fee service or you're doing it for sale by owner. There's a lot of alternatives and people have choices today, you guys. And that's why you have to really differentiate yourself there because think about it. If I'm on vacation, I'm not going to days in because I'm looking for a certain experience and the same thing. But if I'm just traveling and I just getting through the night, I'll stop in at a holiday Inn for 59 bucks all day. Cause I just need to sleep. So people, the question everyone always has is like, can I charge 6%? You could charge whatever the hell you want. The question is that the public will determine if it's justified or not, not you. That's right. So don't overthink it. Give them a really good reason. See, this is what I've realized in branding. There's actually more money in charging more money. Yeah. I, that sounds crazy. I know that's, you know, so the thing is, can you become that hospitality brand? Can you create such an experience that they want to work with an expert going, of course, I'm going to pay you 6%. I've heard about you. I've worked with you. You are the cat's meow. So you earn it all because I'm totally down with everything that you bring to the table. If you bring more to the table, you can ask for more. So now let's reverse engineer the branding triangle. If a person really proactively builds the brand, understanding that branding triangle, going, okay, I'm going to go to this ideal position, this ideal brand, but I've got to build it. It isn't going to happen overnight. It's going to happen through consistency, reiteration, and constantly upping my own game. If you're committed to that, people are going to pick up that vibe. They're going to go, this guy's in it. He's into it. I can feel passion. I can see it in his content. And I see that all the time where I've been able to ask for more money. I tell people how much money I'm making from a marketing deal. They're like, dude, how did you get that much? Well, they've been in my email database for five years and I've made a commitment to always bringing better content. And then finally somebody will say, dude, I've been reading emails for three years. You're the guy I want to work with. I'm at that point now And I go, okay, well, here's my model. Here's what I charge. It's like, that's a little bit more than I expected. But I know you're going to bring a level of ferocity and intelligence and IQ. It's very hard to find in anybody else. Because I sat back and went, okay, what do people really want? And I know that I've got to commit to that process of just over and over and over bring so much value that they're going to want to work with me. So here's the million dollar question. Can you build a brand without content? 
creation? I think the only way, there's only one other way that you could do that. You can become a content curator and share like on a new, like um, the, the Drudge Report. Yep. He gets what, 30, 50 million visitors a month. He doesn't write one article. It's all curated articles in one that. location. Interesting. So if you become really intelligent at curating real estate content, or let's say I'm here in Henderson, Nevada, I become the expert on Hender, everything Henderson. And my website is always publishing things about Henderson, and my little real estate ad is in the corner. Yep. And I'm known as the king of Henderson because I'm good at gathering everything. But then I've also got to be really good at not only being- That'd still be content creation though. You'd have to create content. Or curate, meaning I collect- Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I collect it and package it. Got it. Then distribute it. So Alex Rivlin, we're talking right to you, King of Henderson, <laughs> Nevada. Um, so if you don't do it, Alex, somebody else is, I promise you that. So quit delaying on your damn content creation, get off your ass and start creating some content. But you're right. I mean, I don't think you could. The biggest thing right now is like in real estate is that we are surrounded by content, but nobody thinks about it. And they're like, oh, that's not marketing. Because I think we've gone such down the salesman path and that's just the mindset with more, the majority, it's hard for them to look at this content creation attraction model to a bunch of salespeople, right? Let's <laughs> just, yeah. just be honest. It's like taking a car salesperson and telling them, hey, you can't sell. But then CarMax came out and what happened? If you guys aren't familiar with the CarMax model, they went 100% in customer service, got rid of sales, and that's why they're the number one used car dealer in the country still, you know? Yeah, user experience. Yeah, user experience. They stopped selling because what, what happened with people? People hated having like the used car salesman, hence the term. So what they did is they trained their salespeople, right, in a service and letting them come up with their own answers through Kelly's Blue Book. That's why they have a laptop on every desk when you go into a CarMax. It's a really fun experience. I sold my car there and I'll never sell anywhere else because it wasn't the used car salesman type thing. It's no differently in our business, you guys. Like, look at your experience. Look at everything we're talking about. But how do you let people know about it if you don't have consistent content creation? Because it's a busy, busy world. Like people think, here's the thing. Let me ask you, I'd love to get your answer on this. Agents believe, and please explain the algorithm to people on just social and why consistency is so important. Because people believe, a lot of people won't push send on a video because like, oh my God, I'm going to look so stupid. But little do they know, only about 20% of people will see their posts, if that, without ad spend or anything else. So can you walk us through a little bit about, about that and um, why consistency is um, important and the algorithm as well, how it works? Okay, so let me just take the algorithm point first. Organically, 3% of your list will see a post. Three. Yeah, it's down about three now. Wow. So I've got 5,000 followers. Yeah, about 80 people will see it that day. Well, either they weren't on social media that day or that hour or Facebook just squashed it because everybody's trying to push content. So this is what I tell people. You want to grab their email address. Email is still gold. I went to a next conference with Grant Cardone. He had Ryan Deese there. And this is just a few months ago. Ryan Deese said, email is king. It's the first thing that people check in the morning. They check it 17 times a day. And you can't squash the list. Take everybody on your social channels and give them a reason to give your email up. That's how you build the brand with content. I'd rather have 5,000 emails 
than 50,000 followers on Twitter. Now, why is that? Because Twitter, I tweet something, what's the life of a tweet? 20, 20 minutes at best? Maybe 1% of those people saw it. Where if I get a really good email database and I send it out and I get a 25 to 30% open rate, if it's really good and I've got an engaged audience that really loves me, I've reached thousands of people. Correct. Okay? Yep. And I'm telling you, I've gotten my best deals by using social. I use social as the hook and email as the line. Yep. I want to bring everybody into email that I can control that will not be squashed. So that's my two cents on that. So it's data collection. You guys think about when we build uh, the way our system works and we build somebody on board, we onboard and part of the process is we build their database or their list of their sphere of influence. And then we segment and organize them. But what's crazy to me is that you guys have to be, we call this database discipline. Like, when you start creating a lot of content, you're just going to become more popular, which means you're going to have more conversations. And when you have more conversations, you have to discipline yourself to get that email address because in real estate, it's not typically through an opt-in when you're talking about SOI and referral. It's usually like belly to belly. Hey, dude, I got your email address or you get an email from your fraternity brother and you're like, fuck, do I have his contact info? Am I, am I farming him with my emails? Because every single person lives somewhere, you guys. It's not a matter of when or if they're going to move. It's when. And those numbers say five to seven years across the United States. 10 That's to 15% right. of your market and your dad, 10 to 15% of people that see your content move this year. Most of them don't know it yet. Half of them are going to get divorced. They're going to have kids, whatever. But 100% right. of the people right. who see your content have referral That's for you. Now, this leads into your next thing. Why is consistency important? You just said the key number, every five to seven years. If I've been getting your content between those five to seven years, who's probably going to be at top of mind when yes. they're ready to pull the trigger? Correct. So you said a matter of not if, but when. Yep. If I'm consistently in your inbox for five to seven years going real estate, real estate, real estate, content, value, content, value, Here's how to sell. Here's how to buy. And I'm just in your inbox all the time. And you go, you know what? I think I'm ready to sell or buy. Yep. Who do you think is going to be the guy that's going to be at top of mind? 100%. So that's just email. We're talking about like layering it. My number one list, believe it or not, for real estate referrals was direct mail. You know why? Because I had 100% receivership rate and they physically engaged with it. You can't do that with any other form of marketing. So the fact that they pick it up throw it in the damn trash, they still took mental acknowledgement of my existence, which is the same reason why Bad Bath & Beyond sends you guys a damn 20% off coupons. No one brings that shit to the store either. They scan the email for the same damn coupon. But it's another channel to stay on top of mind. It's another way to be everywhere all the time and people give in to the one they see the most. Especially in real estate, 72% people close with the first agent they meet with. Your chances of being the first agent they meet with create intensely when you're everywhere all the time. It's simple. Don't overthink this shit. This is not sales anymore. I don't believe. I don't believe you're in sales anymore. You're no, not in no. sales. Get it out of your no. heads. Yeah. I think what you are is you have to become a blend of educator, inspirational individual. You have to become someone that's a connector to resources. If you yes. get work with me, I'm going to solve this problem in home insurance and get you the right mortgage and show you what schools, like I'm connected Correct. and you're going to tap into my network and my power. 
yep. in my knowledge. Because when you refer somebody, how do we do it? I know a guy. I know a gal. You want to be that guy that they know. I know a guy. I'll hook you up. Yep. And if you become the guy that everybody wants to know or everybody wants to refer to, it's like, oh, no, no, no worries. Edwin, he's going to go, I know a guy. How do you become that guy that is in that phrase, I know a guy? You're going to have to build a reputation. Content builds reputation. Yep. It's all says, folks. Take the concept of direct mail farming that so many of you know that have fallen by the wayside and just apply it to content creation with the receiving audience being the people that are on your damn Facebook friends list. Um, the people you already know is where the majority of our business already comes from. So the question you should be asking yourself is if you're A, creating content, and then two, if you're not creating content, or if you are, are you putting it in front of the wrong audience? <laughs> so this is the same process in virtually any business. It doesn't matter if you're in real estate, it doesn't matter if you're in mortgage or dentist. Uh, I'm sure you're doing similar things in there. It's just content creation to your most ideal audience consistently over time is how you build a brand, period. Amen. I'll tell you when it really the aha moment hit for me about video and social. A friend of mine and I, this was back in maybe 2013, 2014, something like that, right when video and social was kind of coming together. Yep. So we did this video. I mean, we did it in his front yard, we scripted it out on a couple pieces of paper. He shot it, edited it. I mean, this was not a well, you know, this wasn't a fancy video by any means. Flip phone days. Almost. It was, I think, one step above flip phone, right? <laughs> it was like a Canon, you yeah. know, it was one of those old Canons, right? So we put it together. I put it out on Facebook. And about two days later, I get this instant, this direct message on Facebook Messenger when that just came out. And he said, uh, can you deliver that video marketing service you talked about in Denmark? I'm like, yeah, I, I guess I don't, you know, but I don't speak Danish. He's like, oh no, you don't have to worry. Like, everybody in Denmark speaks English. I'm like, really? Yeah. Now this is all happening through direct mess, you know, Facebook Messenger, going back and forth. I don't speak Danish. Don't worry. Back and forth, you know. So he finally goes, well, what would it cost? I'm like, well, if you want that many videos, it would be, and I quoted him something like fourteen thousand dollars. Plus, on top of the $14,000, you're going to have to pay for my videographer and I, hotel, airline tickets, food, you know, so it's going to be about, I don't know, about 20 Gs. He's like, great. Do you take a credit card? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, you, you have to pay me 50% now, and then plus all my travel expenses, and the 50% when we're done at the job. He's like, great. Here's my credit card. All from a video. And I hit me, and I was like, Yep. Oh my God, I am flying to Copenhagen to deliver marketing services from a three-minute video that I just shared on Facebook. I was awesome. like, this is the future. Yep. Awesome. That's great. Really good show, man. Do you have any closing thoughts that you want to leave with anybody here? And then also, please go ahead and uh, tell people how to find you, how to get your book, get access. Uh, go ahead and plug your website. Yeah. Just find me on LinkedIn. Just type in Edwin Dearborn. If you want my book, Power Branding Secrets, just go to um, Amazon or Kindle and you know, get the book where I explain more in more detail this thing called the Branding Triangle and how to create content. I really break it down for newbies. 
because that's really what I usually deal with. Here's my last thought. You're going to run into a lot of overwhelm when you start on this. And my thing is just find the thing you can do and start doing it. People are like, well, should I be on Twitter and should I be on Instagram? I say, can you do email? Yeah, I can do email. Good, then just do email. Get good at that. Watch YouTube videos about email. Master that one skill. Get white belt down before you try orange belt. Yep. Then when you get to orange belt, practice orange belt for a few months. Don't worry that you're not black belt or brown belt. Then work up to blue belt. If you look at it that, any black belt will tell you, man, it took me seven, eight years of just constant practice. But they have those belts for a reason is just get that set of skills. Don't worry about the next belt. Master those skills. If you did that, if you mastered just a skill for three or four months, email, then you went on to the next one. Two years from now, you would look like a marketing genius. Yeah, I agree. Awesome, dude. Go ahead. You make sure what's your website or you want to go to LinkedIn to find you. Yeah, just go to LinkedIn. That's the best way to connect with me. Cool. And notice that guy's not going to try to sell you his stuff because he knows how to attract you instead by offering value. That's what he's really doing here. But I am not scared to sell you my stuff because I'm very confident in what I do for a living. So if you're stuck <laughs> figuring out what to create content on, you don't know what to do or you don't even know who the hell you are. That's exactly what we We'll help you edit, script, and distribute your video content by creating a video strategy that you're actually excited about because we don't go to step two until that happens, step one. So really appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Thanks for following us and leaving nice reviews. Follow us on Instagram. Definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect with me on Facebook. Appreciate you guys listening each and every week. And we will see you next week. I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.